0: Never making your own dinner, spending four euros on a coffee, not owning a kettle. Uh, some of the signs and symptoms of the youngish demographic who populate our cities today. You don't save, you don't cook, you carry off a busy social life. And uh, this is something that has been written about in the Sunday Times by its columnist Charlotte Ivers. Now, before I talk to Charlotte, our reporter J.J. Clark spoke to some people outside the cafes and trendy restaurants of Dublin and asked, did they agree with the ideas advanced in the article.
1: I think I just agree with that, you know. I mean, it's a balance between, you know, enjoying yourself at the moment and saving for the future. I think it's tricky because obviously the housing situation here is such a disaster. I feel like a lot of young people anyway feel like it doesn't even matter if they do go out and spend a coffee because even if they didn't and tried to save up, they probably wouldn't be able to afford something anyway. In terms of, you know, spending and, and if you're buying a coffee every day or going out once or twice a week to a restaurant, do you think there's a realistic... Probability of, of being able to own your own home in the next five, ten years? Uh, no, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like mean, the price of going out, like we would go get coffee probably nearly every day, yeah. and it's four or five euro all the time. Like so. going on night out, like to get in anywhere, is at least ten euro, and that's before it even like drinks anything. Taxis, anything.
0: Overall, I don't think that maybe four or five coffees a week will be like much particular impact. At what rate are the house prices growing at? That's the real issue. Like what's my realistic chances of even getting a mortgage
1: no never even coffee i've completely cut back i'll bring in my own sachets i don't think i'd be able to buy a house in the next five to ten years with the amount of coffees that i'll be buying and uh, give us a window into sort of your lifestyle your spending habits so are you going out for food you know once a week are you going for coffees once a week or is it more than that um well i go to college here in town so i would be probably buying coffees like three times a week and probably food maybe once or twice so um, I think that's a bad habit to be getting into
0: A bad habit to be getting into living off the latte and uh, not being ever in a position to buy a home Uh, Charlotte was. good morning Good morning A a very arresting opening sentence to your article I do not own a kettle (laughs) And the kettle that you might have would be one that doesn't even work. So it's never going to be boiled. Tell us about your lifestyle.
1: Well, I live quite a specific lifestyle and it's one you've sort of heard a bit about there. And I'm in London, obviously. I think there's a very similar situation, particularly in Dublin at the moment, where there is a housing market, which is just very, very skewed at the moment. The average A multiple of an income that a house price used to be in the 90s was about three times the average income. Now it's about eight times that. So, this type of thing is very much out of reach for a lot of my friends. And as a result of that, a lot of people just really simply don't bother saving. A lot of people actually waiting for either gifts from their parents or hoping to inherit probably at a very late age or just completely giving up hope at all and so that's not really something people are focused on then as a result of that people are having children a lot later people aren't getting married because it's all extremely expensive and saving up for something big like that seems out of reach whereas a little luxury like getting yourself a nice coffee i'm actually sitting on a park bench with my coffee that i've just bought so there we go <laughs> an insight into To that actually being the truth that I wrote in this article is something that feels much more achievable, much more enjoyable. And I think it's also, to be honest, a product of a specific type of metropolitan young person as well. I'm a professional. I'm a university graduate. I have a reasonably high income that in another era, perhaps even in another city would mean I could save up and buy a house, but because that's not something that really feels attainable for young people in London, it just goes on frivolities and luxuries instead
0: So so that's the point live now enjoy life now because uh, that old lifestyle where people could uh, you know save for a house and uh, have ambitions to own a home start a family that's beyond someone who decides to stay in London I mean you could achieve it possibly if you move to a provincial city could you not?
1: Oh, definitely. I grew up just outside Glasgow and a house in the little town that I grew up in would cost you less than a deposit would in London. So it is very much a city focused thing, I think. Obviously, the housing market across the entirety of this country, of Scotland and I think of Ireland as well, has been very much booming for the last few decades really those assets have gone up massively but the problem is hugely exacerbated in cities and i think it's got quite interesting political implications actually because you've got these people i think my friends who are you know bankers and lawyers people who earn multiples of what i earn who should be feeling like they're really well off and like society is working for them but they don't end up having the type of things that would usually make you vote conservative vote for an incumbent government even if it's not conservative things like big houses things like a car all those traditional markers that you would think of as stability and so as a result you are seeing this fascinating shift in people's politics younger people's politics particularly
0: um one of the concerning aspects of this is if people are not uh, marrying having children or are delaying it, it means if they do delay it, their family size is going to be uh, smaller and the whole issue of uh, how the older population is going to be supported by a younger demographic is uh, one that I know in this country the government does worry about
1: certainly that's the case here as well, and actually it's always a joke. That friends of mine will make about the triple log on pensions. So in the UK, what you have is pensions going up, either by inflation or by the increase in wages, or by the the other fact, there's another factor I can't remember, but basically it keeps state pensions really going up pretty aggressively and we always joke that there's no chance that's still going to be in place by the time we retire and everyone kind of jokes about the idea that there just won't be a social care system, there won't be a state when we're older and again that sort of does buy and play into that short-termism really. It plays into this sense that well you might as well have quite a nice time and then as well of course a lot of people would go private for their social care particularly if they don't have children to help look after them. And often they will leverage that against their houses. And often when people's pensions are lower, they will be able to live pretty happily because they paid off their mortgage. Well, again, if you haven't got those things coming through for people who are probably a little bit older than me, people in their 30s and 40s at the moment, then they could find themselves in real trouble come retirement time.
0: Now, do you think this is just a, a temporary Period in your life? Do you think that you will somehow change things uh, and you're just uh, enjoying life as as you find it now? Uh, or is this a kind of a permanent state?
1: Honestly, I don't know. I've got quite a few friends in their mid 30s. I'm 28, I should say. So they're a fair few years older than me and they live a very similar lifestyle but that is a bit of selection bias really isn't it because the people who do have a lovely house in the countryside with three kids probably don't have time to be hanging out with me so it is rather self-selecting my sense of it is on a completely personal level that i don't see a huge amount of reason to change for no reason i'm having a really nice time at the moment what i do sometimes think is Can this last forever? Would it be a fulfilling life to still be just kind of racketing around the big city, going out every night and just having a nice time? Maybe there's something more to life. And I just don't know what that thing is yet. So I suppose if it ever occurs to me what that thing is, I'll probably chase after it with open arms.
0: Yeah. Anyway, you don't feel deprived at the moment, deprived of of, of that uh, idyllic home life with the uh, the you know two bed or three bed semi and the car and the drive.
1: I don't. My mum always says to me though that she never wanted children, and then she turned thirty and suddenly she had this overwhelming desire to have a child that she'd never actually felt before and obviously you know how that ended because I'm here today so she sort of thinks that there may just be a point where it strikes me that that's what I want and you know what actually it'd be really helpful if that did happen I'd love for that to happen because then I'd know for sure what I occasionally get stressed about is thinking oh what if I'm never quite sure do you settle down do you have children if you're not quite convinced it's the right thing that's the thing that scares me so a bit of certainty I would really really welcome.
0: Well, you're going to revel in your uncertainty for some time anyway. If you're only 28, you've two years to go before the big three zero starts to panic you a bit. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Maybe I'll phone in on my 30th birthday and I'll update you I'm desperately trying to find a husband (laughs) within the next few months.
0: Charlotte, thank you very much for joining us Uh, from your park bench with your latte. Charlotte Ivers, columnist with The Sunday Times. Uh, Lots of interest in this topic. It's all well and good when you're in your 20s and 30s but it cannot go on forever, says one. Uh, Listening to the show, let's not pretend buying a latte is the reason we can't buy a house in Ireland. Talk about letting the government off the hook. Um, it, It sounds the same as... As life is here, constantly being told that we have it too easy with the fictional avocado toast instead of buying a house. It's much harder now than it was for our parents' generation. How will we pay our rent on a non-existent state pension at age 75? And another one, we all sacrifice stuff to buy our homes. Lots of us had to move away from where we wanted to live to where we could afford. I'm not denying it's harder in ways now, but these young people want everything now.